Hello, Amplifiers. Today we are joined by a rock star professional when it comes to healthcare. Now, he is bold, he is brave, and he is inspired to help people who have pain and are dealing with challenges when it comes to their health. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to Growth Amplifiers, the author of the upcoming book, Unfucking Private Healthcare, and co-owner and operations director at Regenerative Sports Spine and Spa. Welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Daniel Tribby. Thanks, Kenny. It's a pleasure, man. I'm glad to be here with you guys today. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for tuning in and for doing what you do. You know, there are a lot of people out there that would be in a world of hurt, no pun intended, but I guess there's kind of a pun. (laughs) If we didn't have people like you who are on a mission to heal and help people kind of achieve a, a sense of peace, a sense of feeling comfortable in their own skin. Could you tell us a little bit more about who you are and, and what you do? Sure. Be, uh, be glad to. Um, my, my background, uh, I guess, formal educationally is in sports medicine, uh, sports rehabilitation. Um, I am a uh, nationally certified athletic trainer and um, have been practicing since 2004 in that particular field. Um, I have worked um, with anything from uh, middle school athletes all the way up to professionals to uh, weekend warriors alike. So that's uh, kind of led me on a on a journey of, uh, of different areas, uh, believe it or not. So um, um, most recently is, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the Regenerative Sports Fine and Spa, which I opened with a, uh, a physician I've been working with since 2006. We decided to uh, uproot ourselves from Atlanta and come down here and open up a regenerative medicine practice because we have, you know, firm roots and beliefs that uh, people deserve a better healthcare system where they're not reliant upon addictive medications and uh, and surgical intervention to get well, but can use the body's natural healing power to do so. And how transformational is that? A new approach where some people may just be looking at the old way of doing things, but when you can take a step back and analyze, maybe there's a better way to do things that we had may not have considered before. So what inspired you to do what you do? What got you into this line of work? So multiple things, actually, I would, you know, I worked for a very large orthopedic corporation for about 10 years out of the Atlanta area. And um, I just got a little bit restless with the way that healthcare was going, right? So healthcare is, uh, was turning into this volume-based monster, especially if you have insurance contracts and you're relying on insurance payers to cover the cost of every treatment that you do. And as those reimbursements go down, what was happening is, is the volume of people that we had to treat was going up. And mm. then you're... So you, 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 as a, as a therapist working in a physician owned clinic at the time, you know, you're starting the day off with anywhere between 20 and 30 people on your schedule. Like it's impossible to provide really quality care. Well, not impossible, but difficult. We'll say to provide really quality care when you're bouncing between three and four people at a time. And, um, so I got tired of being, you know, just run into the ground by that much you know, treatment on a regular daily basis just to, you know, be graded not by the outcomes of our patients, but by the <clears throat> Preston Ganey, um, you know, uh, customer service satisfaction surveys that they filled out, you know, on their experience. 
And uh, it just it became a point where I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And uh, mm. so I stepped away from it and actually got into medical sales for a while. Um, had some early success, moved up into middle management, moved into regional management, and then decided, you know what, I'm going to do this by myself. So I opened up my own uh, LLC and started my own medical sales and did really, really well. And I said, you know what, the hell with healthcare? I'm not going back to it. I'm not going to put myself through the stress of treating people again or being part of any medical practice. And then, uh, yeah, never say never, right? So, uh, lo and behold, uh, there was a physician I worked with for a long time, along with some other, you know, pretty outstanding people that I met that, uh, we're running a model that I believed in. We're running more of a one-on-one model. We're running more of a natural healing based model, which spoke to me from my sales side because that's what I did. I sold regenerative medicine products, uh, anything from bone grafting to bone marrow aspirate products to, um, some of the other donated stem cell, quote unquote, re- uh, regenerative medicine types of, of products. So that, that spoke to me, it was in my wheelhouse. And then um, the, the group that I was speaking with previously had also had uh, some ties in physical rehabilitation, which obviously spoke to another part of my background. So uh, this particular physician and I decided to move down to Orlando three years ago and uh, just stack every card we could against us and open up a new practice in a town where nobody knew us. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, but I think that inspiration just comes from wanting to deliver something better for healthcare consumers. You know, the mistake a lot of people make in our field is having the vision of wanting to be a doctor to one, help people and to make money. And the mm-hmm. problem is, is that when that's your vision, it doesn't speak to anybody except yourself. It doesn't speak to the people you're trying to attract. So in everything that I do, whether it's with the writing of this book or my sales company or my uh, uh, my medical practice here, everything speaks to a vision of helping a consumer get what they deserve when they go to a medical practice. That truly is the inspiration behind everything that I do. The, one of the other things that we talk about is, you know, being able to be a little bit vulnerable and share some of the challenges that we have because we're all in this together, right? And we all have... Mm-hmm things that work well and then we all have things that challenge us what's something that you found challenging when it comes to growing your business what's the biggest challenge that you face oh man i'm in healthcare man the biggest challenge i face is is a system that's trained you to think otherwise right so um you know what we do is there's largely cash pay right insurance companies Mm -hmm. don't reimburse for regenerative medicine and stem cell therapy you know, so a lot, a lot of what we do is, is, or our struggle is building value in a, around a system where people believe that if my insurance doesn't pay for it, then why would I do it? Right. But what people also don't realize is that when you go to a doctor's office and you have a poor experience, you don't feel like you get personalized attention. You sit in a lobby and wait for you know, an hour to be seen for five minutes, not get your questions answered and leave with a prescription for medicine. That's what your insurance is paying for. So the bitching and the moaning that you do about how poor the service is and how broken the healthcare system is, is a direct reflection of what insurance companies are doing to the system. Right. And so I don't want to sit on, you know, on the other end of this and be like, oh, insurance companies are the devil. Another reason why we're failing. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that trying to change a mindset (laughs) around getting people to take ownership over their health and putting those things in place is is what's difficult. You know, and that's 
that speaks to a higher vision. You know, the vision for our practice is that surgery and medications will stop being touted as the first steps in healthcare, right? So if you're going to have a vision so big as that, if that's going to be your mountaintop, then some of those stepping stones are going to be changing the minds of the typical person who's tired of the rigmarole, right? Who's tired of going through those motions. So, and that stuff takes time to build, right? It takes time to really educate, you know, people on why they should look to this and why they should spend money on it. You know, if it was your dog who got hit by a car and it was going to cost you $7,000 to get him fixed, you'd pay for it most likely, right? But people don't find the same value in their own health. You know, they find value in their car or their dog or their house, but they don't find value in taking care of themselves until there's an actual problem. And then they want the insurance company to cover it. You know, so that's the changing that mindset is definitely probably the biggest um, hurdle to overcome when it comes to the type of practice that we have. So what are some things that you do to help educate people and grow your business? You know, well, right now it's, it's significantly changed, but as a, <laughs> as a whole encompassing, we'll, we'll ignore the last three months of the economy, but as a, as an income, as an encompassing look at it, um, we are, you know, we do, we try to educate through social media. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of healthcare practice make the mistake of educating using insider language rather than talking to the person they actually want to attract. So, um, mm-hmm. we do some live videos, just talking about typical ways that you can help your back pain, knee pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, whatever it may be. And then ways that we approach it from a, a regenerative medicine standpoint. Um, so a lot of social media, a lot of digital, we do email marketing, text message marketing, um, in, in a different time and place, a lot of face-to-face with other physicians for referrals, you know, involved in Chamber of Commerce, um, the Rotary Clubs. You know, we, we try to be omnipresent, if you will. So the more places you can be in touch at one time, the more awareness that you attract overall. So um, so those are all, all good things. Obviously, we've, we've done podcasts. I, I have my own podcast as well. Um, so, you know, anything that we can do hard marketing-wise or digital marketing-wise to really get the name and the ideals and worlds of what we do out there, but more so to connect with people who are struggling with pain, who are tired of the system that they've been thrown into and are disappointed in healthcare as it stands. Got it. That's, what is a project you're working on or something that you'd like to share about your business? How could people learn more about you and your business, your podcast, your book? <clears throat> Yeah, you mentioned the book at the beginning of the podcast, so I, I'll touch on that a little bit. Um, it, it's kind of funny how how things you you fall into, you know, not realizing mm-hmm. that they're they're going to present themselves the way that they do. Um, but we had just uh, experience with not so great marketing, uh, not so great leadership on our team, uh, not a great morale within our group, if you will, you know. And I think when you open up a business, you don't know what you don't know. Right. You don't right. know how you have these ideas of, of what marketing is or what sales is or what customer service is, or what being a good leader is. But you don't really understand those things until you get knee deep into them. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, being taught sales and marketing from a professor at a school who's never owned a business that he had to do sales and marketing for. You know, it's, right. there's a huge difference when you're in the middle of it. So as I realized, you know, hey, there's a lot of shit that I needed to learn a lot. So, you know, and I made a bunch of bad decisions. We hired some some not so great marketing people that, you know, made promises. And, you know, I get inundated by the LinkedIn people who are like, wouldn't it be great to have 30 new leads a month? I'm like, oh, get out of my inbox. 
So <laughs> it inspired all that stuff inspired me to start learning myself, you know, to dive into, you know, books, to dive into seminars, to go uh, watch webinars, um, you know, and do a bunch of things that really uh, taught me how to be better at social media, how to be better at marketing, sales, customer service, be a better leader, um, you know, and, and making all the mistakes was one of those things that propelled me in that direction. And I actually met uh, Raymond Aaron uh, of the Raymond Aaron Group, who's a New York Times bestselling author. He's been involved with things like Chicken Soup for the Soul and, and several countless other books. And he has a publishing group and um, a, kind of a cool program to write a book. And I said, you know what? There's a lot of healthcare systems out there that just need something better than what they're doing. You know, healthcare needs a revamp. It needs to be overhauled when it comes to sales, marketing, and customer service. Um, and so I was like, you know, I'm going to write this book. So I started sitting down and thinking, and then obviously the title is, is one that people are a little timid to say. And, and I think it needs to be in your face. I think that the world recognizes, especially in, in the U.S., so there's a recognition that healthcare is is not great. The experience is not awesome. You know, you expect to be treated poorly and it doesn't take a whole lot to switch that. It doesn't take a whole lot to just be uh, an OBN, OBGYN versus mm -hmm. Dr. Smith, the OBGYN, right? So you pulling yourself out of that group that people automatically label you as. And so when I started writing this book, I'm like, you know, these people, these healthcare providers need a playbook on sales, marketing, and customer service strategies. But it's not just sales, marketing, customer service strategies. You can't just implement that stuff without knowing your why, without having proper vision and mission statements, without having proper leadership, without knowing how to rally your team around a commonality. And then once you have those core values in place, you can start your marketing and sales processes and improving your customer service. So it's one of those things where it just needs to be an encompassing overhaul of private medical offices. I don't want to deal with hospitals. That's its, its own gambit. I don't really like hospital systems. Uh, personally, um, I feel like private health care can stand apart and stand out and provide something better for healthcare consumers, which is the reason why I wrote this book and the reason why it's so in your face. Um, and the, the front cover language that's on there, that's in your mm -hmm. face. I'm just as much in your face in the writing of that book because I think <laughs> people need to be, people need to be kicked in the ass when it comes to this stuff. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to help people make lots of money and not care about what you're actually doing it for. Excellent. Daniel will, Thank you again for your time, for sharing with us and the inspiration. Appreciate having you on Growth Amplifiers. Absolutely. Thanks, Kenny. I appreciate you having me, uh, having me on the show. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.